I'm Sean. And I'm Mike. And you're listening to Sean and Mike Take a Hike. Welcome to another episode of Sean and Mike Take a Hike. What are we talking about today, Mike? Uh, I think we're going to be pa- talking about pack in, pack out, and uh, leave no trace. Okay. Couple of I'm things, on board with that. A couple of things that uh, we try to try to practice and preach. Uh, yeah. So it's it's just a good way to keep the woods clean and, and keep, keep, uh, keep everything enjoyable for everybody. Right. And a lot of places actually, you know, places that we go at least, actually have you know, in print rules about it. Like they, yeah, I don't, I don't know how much it gets enforced per se, but you know, it's like posted like, Hey, if you're going to be backpacking in the back country, these are the rules and this is what to follow. And even if it's not the rule in the area, I mean, realistically keep nature, nature, you know, right. Pack out, pack out your trash, take all your stuff with you. If you carry it into the woods, you can carry it out. I mean, that's well, the basic gist of it. I mean, it kind of dates back to the 50s, 60s. We were just listening to that podcast on our way home from our trip in August where they, I forget what national park it was, but they I think had, it was Glacier. Was, yeah, yeah, you're right. Where they basically got these bears addicted to eating human waste. human Not human waste, but like human garbage, tr- tr- yeah. trash. They were just throwing their garbage in the woods, and they, you know, out of sight, out of mind. So it was cleaned up. I and, know, which is which is crazy to think that that was. I mean, just, not I, realistically that long ago, but right. I, I never would have thought. I mean, I wasn't alive back then, so I. But I, I just wouldn't have thought that that's the way our parents treated nature and grandparents. Right. You know, so it's just uh, new to them for this whole. Uh, thing and I guess that's why a lot of that generation doesn't really care about recycling, but yeah. <laughs> so, but uh, it's yeah, it's it's just really weird, you know. You, you kind of think like you go out to the woods, you know, if you drop a candy wrap or something like that, and, uh, maybe you don't think about it or whatever. But that could end up in a squirrel or chipmunk's digestive system and not letting them do so well, or it just contaminates something. So. Well, right, and I mean, speaking of squirrels, I mean, realistically, any waste that you have out there is going to attract some sort of critter, right? Whether right. that's squirrels or whether that's raccoons or hopefully not bears, but I mean, realistically... It could, yeah. You know, it could. That's the whole point of having, like, your bear bag and stuff is because any of that stuff that smells, which is food or trash or whatever, you know, anything mm-hmm. that you've had on you, theoretically could could be attracting critters that you don't want right right so you try to keep your camp safe and then at the same time just clean up after yourself so camp is nice and safe for the next people too so yeah i mean just because you're leaving that site that night doesn't necessarily mean that it's vacant that night yeah exactly right so let's start let's maybe run down the list of like some of the popular things that might be waste that you have to kind of figure out how to deal with. So let's start with maybe food. Right. Okay. Um so like you and I have talked about in the past, normally how we do it is mostly aside from snacks or whatever, 
for mm-hmm. actual meals, we take those dehydrated backpackers meals. Right. So the nice thing about those is they come in a Ziploc bag, more or less. I mean, it's a fancy Ziploc bag, but it's right. got a zip top to it. So, you know, whatever we have left over for food, if you happen to not finish it all, which I am guilty of having not finished all my food before, mm-hmm. the nice thing is you can just reseal it back up, stick it in another, I double bag it, so I stick it in another Ziploc bag and then stick it back where they really pack. Yeah, I've got, um, I've got two waste um i guess garbage bags or or whatever you want to call it i've got two waste separate waste ziploc garbage bags that i keep in in my pack one is food waste and that goes in my food waste or my food bag like my bear bag or whatever that all stays in that because it could potentially have odors or whatever and right and attract a bear my human waste uh toilet paper things like that that you don't bury um that uh, goes into a separate waste bag and then that goes inside that green um it's a two liter but it's my uh it's for dog poop but i use it on the trail too it just helps keep the odors and everything and then i hang that or put that somewhere away from my tent too for the night and right keep everything separate and away from me but then you know, it, everything is picked up and I'm not leaving it out in, in the woods or on the trail. So, yeah. So one of the things that I know we had had questions about, like going back to food is like, are you allowed to burn any food that you don't finish? Right. And from what I gather, really, they don't want you even burning the food because for right. From everything that I read about it, they say that it doesn't burn all the way. And even if it does look like it's burnt, it still smells like something different right. that could be attracting those critters. So they're saying, don't burn any food. Now, the one article that I read did say, which I don't know who's doing dishes out on the trail, but it says if you have dishwater, that you can strain all the food particles out of your dishwater take the food particles with you, but theoretically dump the water, which I don't necessarily agree with. I mean, there's people smarter than me that came up with that. Yeah. But I got to think that that still smells. Don't, wouldn't you think? I would think so. I mean, but I, uh, you know, when I brush my teeth out on the trail, I just spit that onto the ground, I guess. Well, that's a fair point. So I guess I didn't think, am I supposed to spit into a cup and you have like a waste cup for my, I certainly hope not. That gets a little. (laughs) I mean, because you're allowed to pee in the woods. So what's the difference if it's a little bit of toothpaste? I mean, I wouldn't do it. Bodily fluids, I guess, are okay in the trail, just not food waste. Yeah. Right. I mean, that's what they're saying anyway. I don't know. I mean, I know how you and I do it. Like I said, we normally, nine times out of ten, just zip it back up and stick it in a thing. Yeah. I mean, if it's just liquid, I have been guilty of pouring just the liquid in a fire pit and burning it off. Right. Yeah. If it's like the, cause you're never getting all of the liquid. I don't, I, I don't care who you are. Maybe, maybe there are people out there, but I, even if I make the creamy mac and cheese, I've always got some of the, the cheese goop left, you know? Right. 
Right. So, the cheese goop. <laughs> and I don't think it's real cheese, but I guess it does say made with real cheese. I don't know. But yeah. Uh, but, yeah, so you always end up with a little bit of liquid left, and you're trying to eliminate as much weight as possible as you go on your adventure. So if you've got a little bit, and you're gonna, especially if you're going to have the fire for another hour or two hours or whatever, that little bit probably will burn off most of the way. You're going to keep adding some more wood to it, and that's just going to yeah. keep burning. It will turn to ash. But the bigger food, like if, you, if you're if you one of those people that takes a little skillet out there and you're going to cook a, a steak or, or whatever, don't scrape that into your fire because that's going to attract animals. Yeah. So, so yeah, so that's how we do food. I mean, aside from that, anything that comes in a wrapper, clearly we're taking the wrapper with us or right. any of the trail mix stuff, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, that's all in Ziploc bags or whatever. That, of course, we're hiking out with. Yeah, all of our Ziploc baggies, all of our plastics, all of our non-nature type materials are going with us. They they go back with us. So Right. And then, you know, if you happen to pass somewhere that's got a trash can along the way or whatever, you know, if you're hiking through a day-use area or you're hiking through town at some point, you know, if you come across a, a public trash can, lighten your load that way. Well, you yeah, know, absolutely. Get some of your trash out and, you know, dispose of it in a proper place. But um, yeah. don't leave it. Don't leave it out in the out in the backcountry or out in the and woods. Just, and, yeah, just think that either A, somebody else is going to take care of it, or B, that just you left it there and now you don't see it anymore so it's just gone it doesn't it doesn't right. just vanish so right unfortunately there are people that still live like that we've seen some garbage out on the trail and yeah. i try to do my best if if we're at a point where we can or, or if, if i have the room or if it's something not completely disgusting like that toilet paper we saw yeah um I'll I'll pick up like candy wrappers things like that and put that in my my waist and try to do my part to help keep the woods clean. Yeah. So. So speaking but, of waste, let's talk about let's talk about or toilet paper. Let's talk about you know. We talked about the pooping in the woods episode, but right, you know, for anybody that didn't listen to that one, maybe let's talk about what do you do with your toilet paper? Like, let's right. Uh, the, the, from what I gather, and I think you've done a little bit more of the, the checking on this, but from what I gather is that certain areas really don't want you to bury your toilet paper. They mm-hmm. want you to pack it out. Um, it's better for the environment. It's better. I mean, if the if an animal smells and they're curious, they might start digging it up and potentially eat the toilet paper. Um, you know, I, I don't know. It's... They, they, it'll break, toilet paper will break down faster than plastics and things of that nature, but it's just dependent on, is that bear then going to take your poop soiled toilet paper and take it to a water source and now that water source has poop in it, so. Right. So, from what I read, so, to go back to your previous point, so yes, so from what I read, mainly it seems to me at least in our area in Michigan, mm-hmm. it seems to be federal land specifically that says carry your toilet paper out. Okay. Um, you and I, because we've taken several trips on federal land mm-hmm. and national park territory, 
So we're kind of just in the habit of doing that. I think it's good practice. Um, yeah. It says paper, which so I assume it depends on what type of ply you're using or what type of toilet paper you're using. It right. says anywhere from two to four weeks to break down. Um, and even if you're burying it, they do say that it can attract critters. Like it smells mm-hmm. different. It's something to attract things. Your diet is different than nature's diet. Right. So, you know, even your feces, your poop, whatever, smells different than animal poop. And it does attract right. critters. Right. So, you know, if you want to get real tricky about it, some places even want you to carry your poop out, which you and I talked about before. I'm not at that level yet to be comfortable doing that. Right, yeah. But I will at least, you know, bury it the way you're supposed to bury it, and I will carry out my toilet paper. The other thing that I read about that, though, is, um, and again, we talked about this in a different episode, but if there's a toilet available, they want you using the toilet. Right, right. Some of them are kind of gross. Right. Whoever is listening to this, you use your own judgment on how you want to do that, Uh, but some of them are pretty gross. So, you know. The one we just uh, encountered in August there yeah. was not uh, not a favorable. Yeah, that was a no for me. Um, <laughs> we covered that already. We don't need to revisit, yeah. but yeah. No, that's okay. But yeah, so we carry out our toilet paper, figure out a method that works for you. We take dog poop bags, um, you know, gather all up in a dog poop bag, and then I usually stick that in another dog poop bag and then stick that in a Ziploc and then stick that in the, yeah. the toilet paper uh, little sack that we carry with us. So, yeah. I mean, I, you know, it's, it's it's gross, but what are you going to do? It's part it's of all being part out of there. It. And then, I mean, just because you just handled it and you're out in the woods, there's no place to really wash your hands. I don't carry soap out there, but I do carry sanitizer. Yeah. So I'm, I make sure to, you know, clean up and sanitize my hands before I go and touch anything that I might end up, you know, like my trail mix or, or if I'm making a meal or anything like that, I'm definitely cleaning my hands before I do anything with hands near my mouth. Yeah. (laughs) So, and then, um, just, I mean, to kind of glob onto this, not that this necessarily, I mean, for guys, at least I know women are a little bit different, but the thing I was reading about urinating in the woods is that really that would attract the animals too. Mm-hmm. So apparently people urine has more salt in it than animal urine has. And that odor, I would believe that's true. We, we put salt in everything. Well, no, I know you and I especially. You well, and I well, you and I especially, so. but just humans in general. I mean, we started. That's how we started preserving meat was with salt and things like yeah. that. So it's just, it's it's sodium is just a preservative, and it's in everything we eat. Yep. So, so yeah. So they recommend you know your don't urinate you know right next to your tent even mm-hmm. because again it could attract critters. So they're saying you know walk two hundred feet from your campsite. Right. Um, to even do that. And then the other tip that I read about that was uh, that if you pee on rocks, pine needles, or gravel, I don't know why those three things, but that's what they say is if you pee on those things, it's less likely to attract wildlife. The pine needles part I get, the gravel... Yeah, the pine needles I get, because, you know, then it's going to mix with the pine scent and probably mask it a little bit. 
the the rocks and the gravel that I don't really get. I don't understand why they would say that. No clue. No, nope. yeah, I'm. I, I was just deep in thought, trying to come up with something, but the dead air makes for great podcasting. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, I just, yeah, I, I can't think of why. Maybe it's something to do with the the makeup of the rocks, or it disperses with the rain better, or something. I don't know. I'll yeah, have to look that know. one up or something. Or if if you know. Send us, drop us a line, and let us know. We we love to learn. Yeah. So <laughs> exactly, yeah. <laughs> like by to learn why I'm doing if these somebody, things. if there's a scientist or somebody that really knows <laughs> why, gotta pee, but I can't find any rocks. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> so so uh, yeah, I don't know. If I mean, there's obviously there's got to be some kind of scientific reason behind it, but yeah, I, I don't know. I've never heard that. But, I mean, I guess if you're a winter hiker, I mean, just pee in the snow and the, the melt will, uh, there you go, d- you know, dissolve and all that kind of stuff. So, but I, I'd be interested in trying a winter hike, um, that is something we haven't done yet, haven't really discussed, yeah, I don't, but I, I don't, just, I don't know if I'm into that. I, I think yeah, I I'm into know. it. I think I'm into it. I don't know. Um. Might be a, that might a be a solo gear. trip, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, that might be a solo trip exactly. <laughs> but so but, yeah, so yeah. the the general rule: pack in, pack out. Anything you take into the woods, yes, take back out with you. Like, don't Absolutely. be leaving stuff out there. Don't expect somebody else to pick up after you. Um, you know, yeah. Take for for your safety and for the enjoyment of others. Take stuff back out with you. Like it's take, just. Yeah. Well, that leads into the, that. the that's the whole saying: the, the take only pictures or memories, and leave only footprints. Right, yeah. exactly. Just and that, try not to even leave footprints. Realistically, well, I mean, right. they don't want you leaving footprints. Yep, yep. <laughs> but, yeah, they. Uh, I I'm I'm bad at this, but whenever we're, I know my my boots are waterproof, and they're gonna you know knock any dried mud off on the trail anyway, but. When there's like what could potentially be something that's like three, four inches deep that's mud, I tend to walk around it and they, I know they say not to. Cause you oh, yeah, up, they say not to for sure. Yep, you're supposed to just walk through all of that because it, if you walk around it, then around you're, just, it, you're, you're moving the trail. You, you're you moving up, the trail and you're widening it and you're impacting yeah. the forest. And yeah, yeah, I know. I'm, I get I'm guilty it. of the same it. thing. Yeah. But yeah, they don't want you to. They want they you to walk right through the middle. So I'm guilty, but yeah, it's we're trying our best to keep nature nature, and we're guilty of things that that don't. But we're we're not leaving garbage out there at least. So yeah, right. Yeah, and well, and I guess another thing too, and, and I know especially in Michigan, a lot of the state land and the national forests and things like that. I'm sure on private property too, is your firewood is to only be stuff that's already down. You're not to cut a tree down. You're not, even if it's, if it's a dead tree that's still standing, you're not supposed to take that down. That's going to impact some of the ecosystem, some of the nature that's already out there. Even, even the down stuff there, there's mites and things like that crawling on it, that you're impacting it just by using the down stuff, but you're impacting it less by, by using that. And that's, that's 
in the rules. So we always, we, we might find a giant log that's down and we've been known to just throw that over and just burn it piece by piece or mm-hmm. uh, whatever. And then use some other smaller stuff. But yeah, don't, don't go out there and start cutting trees down and limbs off of trees and things like that. That, that does not, uh, that's part of the leave no trace or the, uh, that part too is just leave nature be and take the stuff that's down on the ground to for your firewood right. unless you unless you're carrying your own firewood in which if that's the case more power to you i just don't want to carry that kind of weight yeah no i don't think anybody's <laughs> carrying it in with them um but yeah i mean leave no trace that's slightly different than pack in pack out but really kind of the same they go hand in hand i think yeah yeah i think they totally go hand in hand so it's like you know while you're out there enjoying nature really impact it as little as possible you know Mm -hmm. that's the general gist of it is you know you were saying like take only pictures or take only memories and leave only footprints um and that's kind of true like i mean don't don't go off like, well, like you're saying, cutting down trees to make your fire and don't be wandering off the path. You know, it's, if you're in an area that has a, a designated path, they want you to stay on the path. Like, don't be going out and trampsing through the woods and destroying everything because we want to leave it nice for everybody to enjoy. Yeah, and the other thing, too, I was just kind of thinking of while we were talking about that and is moving things. I mean, everybody likes to pick up a seashell and bring a rock home or whatever. You know, everybody does it. You shouldn't, but everybody does it. Mm-hmm. The one thing that really annoys me is when I see those stacked rocks. Oh, I know. <laughs> I was actually reading you're supposed to knock those over. Like, yeah. supposedly, a lot of times you'll see them in the river yeah. or in a, in a body of water. And they say even just that little bit of change in the flow of the river from mm-hmm. those stacked rocks as cool as they look and they do look cool yeah but they say it really does impact the way that, that the river flows yep well and just how things will grow in that section of the river and, and things like that because it gets used to growing where the based on the flow and if you if you disturb that flow it's going to grow differently or grow in a different spot or or whatever or then if somebody knocks that down eventually then it's going to try to go back and maybe you just completely ruin it or whatever so it's whatever and i understand people out in nature they're the rocks are in nature they're stacking the rocks in nature they're leaving the rocks in nature right but it's it's also disturbing ecosystems so stop stop doing that if you do that you know another (laughs) thing that i was reading about too though and this isn't having anything to do with rocks, but it does have to do with like the, the leave no trace thing. If you get, if you are in, if you are back country camping in a designated campground. So like a lot of the places that you go or I go, you know, we, we reserve a specific campsite along the trail for that night. They really want you to set your tent up in the designated spot and they want you to do that so that everybody is setting it up in the same spot right in order to not disturb the nature around it so even if it looks like like oh man like this campsite's right here but i'd really love my tent set up 
know, right by the water or right by the water or just right over here or maybe underneath this tree in case it rains or whatever and there's no by tree this right big here. rock like, right yeah don't do that right go where the designated camp spot is to minimize your impact to the nature surrounding that camp spot right and I mean, you and I, the few places we, I mean, we recorded our intro episode over at that Bowman Lake uh, campground, and those camping pads are pretty small, mm-hmm. but they fit two tents. And yeah. We could, we could probably fit a third on there, um, but it's a, it, they're small, but you, we keep our tents to that footprint to not disturb anything more than what they want disturbed. They yep. make them there for a reason. Use the fire pits that they have designated for you. Don't try to build a fire down by the water or over, you know, use the fire pits they put out there. If they don't have one, there's going to be evidence of somebody that's already burned out there. Um, use the, use that pre-used spot yep. to not, to not disturb anything more, uh, more than you have to. It's, it's fun to do things on your own and, and, do things the way you want, but you got to think about other things that, you know, we're on a big planet and it's not all about you. Yeah. <laughs> so, but, uh, uh, an, um, actually, or a correction corner, whatever you want to call it. Um, you said that they actually do want you to knock those rock formations over. That's what I had read. Is that not true? No, I, I, I'm reading here. Should you come upon uh, stacked rocks, especially in national parks, leave them alone. And if you're hiking, don't automatically follow them. The National Park Service recommends checking with park officials before setting out on a hike, as every park has different rules about the cairns. Um, so, yeah. Huh? They, okay. Yep. They say to check before you disturb them, because they, if they've been there for a while, then if you knock them over... You know. you know what I do, you know what, now that you say that, I do remember reading an article that said that, that sometimes people use those as like a guidepost. Right. Yeah. 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 Okay. All right. Yep. So, I am, I stand corrected. I love learning. <laughs> Thank you for correcting yeah, me. That's real time. We didn't even have a different episode for that correction. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, um, and then the other thing that you and I do, which kind of goes along with like the leave no trace thing, um, is just like we kind of double check each other, which is one right. of the benefits of going with a partner on these yep. hikes. You know, if you're by yourself, you don't really got anybody to double check you, so you kind of got to double check yourself. But like after we get packed up for the day, you know, you you stayed at camp all night, you're getting packed up, you're getting ready to go, you're hitting the trail again. You and I independently check over the campsite behind each other. Yep. Just to make sure we haven't forgotten something or missed well, picking up something. And, like, I know that I packed the shovel and I know that I packed the hammer and I packed, you right. know, the, the, the things that we take as, as individuals that are for the group, well, our group. You know, you've got the, uh, and I've got the stove, but you've got the uh, the little cook pot. Like, did you pack that? You've got the water bladder. Did you empty and, and pack that up? Do, yep. Did you? So, like, I'll run through that checklist with you. You'll run through, right. my, you know, your checklist for me to make sure that we've grabbed everything. Because there are times where you'd be like, oh, crap, I set that the hammer or I set the, the fuel for the the cook pot behind the, the log over there where we've been starting right. it. And I forgot to put that in my pack and it's still sitting right. over there just out of sight right now. So, well, um, on the last trip, you reminded me to grab the water bag that we were that we had hung on the tree. Like that, right. I had. Yeah, 
I had forgotten to grab that off the tree, which it's like, how can you well, forget that? That's one of the most important things to have. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I mean, you, when you're at, we, that was the night where we, there the day where we had a very short hike from site to site. It was only yep. like a four and a half mile hike. So we were done in a couple of hours two probably yep. two, three hours. So we got there early afternoon, if not even late morning and had the whole day to just relax at camp and all that. So it's just like at your house. You've got something that's at your house. You see it a million times. You just know that it's there. You, you just don't think about it. So we've yep. seen, we used that water bladder so many times, filled it so many times. It was just there. And so you're just going about your business and just happen to still see it in the tree. But that's where it's been for the last 24 hours or whatever. So, yeah. yeah. But yeah, I mean, check, check your, double check your site before you take yep. off, make sure you've grabbed all your trash, make sure you've grabbed all of your stuff, you know, I mean, you, <laughs> right. you see posts online all the time, like, oh, I found this while I was out on the trail. If you lost it, let me know. And yeah, we'll figure you know. out how to get it back to you or whatever, but yeah. Right. So just double check your stuff, make sure you're taking all of your stuff with you. Even people with the best intentions, you know, you plan on packing your trash out or you plan on packing your TP out and stuff. Yeah. You, you put it in a in a little pile or you put it in this little bag over here and then it does no good if you wind up forgetting it in the long run. So just right. double check that you've grabbed all that mm. stuff. Unless it's trekking poles. You leave those behind. No. <laughs> I mean, just leave those. You leave just, those right at home. <laughs> if you if you come across a you say, you just throw those right in the dumpster. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, so, yeah, I mean, that's the general gist of it is if you take it in with you, take it out yep. and keep everything nice and as little impact on everything as you can have. I mean, mm-hmm. if you had to sum it up, that's how I would sum it up. Wouldn't you say, I mean, there, I don't really know if there's a whole lot more to say about it. Like, no, you take it in, take it out. Yeah. You're not out there to injure yourself. You're not out there to do anything stupid or anything like that. So I, I don't, you don't, I don't think we need to tell people not to climb trees or, you know, do any of that kind of crap, but I don't think so. <laughs> but that's not the first thing on my mind after I just hiked seven miles or whatever. So, yeah. um, but no, just, yeah. I mean, the exact same reason why we, we carry all the, we do carry plastic bags and, and Ziploc bags and things like that. Just so we have a place to put our garbage that is separate from our clothes and our, all of our other food stuff and everything. So you can be mindful about it and not grossed out about it, but also still take care of it. So, um, yeah, I don't, and yeah, I guess, I mean, for, for anybody that's listening, that is brand new, you know, think about that before you go out, think about right. how you're going to handle yeah. some of that sort of stuff. Um, if you, if you're listening to this before you've ever gone out on your first trip, kind of plan ahead think, okay, what are you going to do with your trash? You know, how, how is that aspect going to be handled right for well, you? What and, works for you? And I mean, I was talking to a buddy of ours uh, over the weekend and he listened to the pooping in the woods episode, and he was just like, you know, not that he's one that's going to go out in the woods or anything like that. He's just like, but you guys put a lot of thought into that before you even went out there and I was like well, we're, yeah. <laughs> we're sure how that all worked and stuff so we yeah. researched it and you know I, I couldn't tell you how many videos I watched on YouTube about the different methods and everything like that and it's just yeah so, so it's yeah just look it up for what's in your area 
if they allow burying your toilet paper, make sure it'll probably tell you what type of paper, toilet paper to use, what type of, uh, like, it can only be one ply, or it's got to be the biodegradable camp stuff. It's got to or... be the biodegradable, and for sure they don't want you to take, like, scented toilet paper, which I right. don't even know if scented toilet paper was a thing, but I keep reading online, like, make sure it's white toilet paper and unscented. So, I don't know. Apparently they must make colored i mean i know back in the 80s they made colored toilet paper but who's taking fancy toilet paper out into the woods i don't know but if you thought about taking scented toilet paper don't take scented toilet paper right recommend that against that specifically (laughs) the toilet paper is the best smelling thing in your pack at that point (laughs) right (laughs) yeah so but yeah i don't i don't think there's much else you need to really harp on with it if you have questions I mean, hey, do a Google search, but we don't mind hearing from anybody because we haven't yet. So <laughs> we've heard from a couple of people. A couple people. Okay. But, yeah, look it up. Do do the research for your area because we're in Michigan in the lower peninsula. We've done the research for most of the UP because that's where we typically go hiking. But, yeah. you know, we're not in the Rockies. We're not in Montana. We're not, you know, out in Seattle or, or you know. Washington state or anything like that. They probably have different rules, regulations, all that stuff based on the state or the county or whatever that you're in. So, well, and that's true. The other thing that I, I mean, the fact that you brought that up. So one of the things we keep talking about, you know, burning stuff and burning things in a fire and all Mm -hmm. that sort of stuff. We are fortunate to live in a state where generally speaking, we're allowed to have fires here. Right. But they say out, out in the desert and all that sort of stuff in a lot of areas, that we don't have here in Michigan, but a lot of climates where, you know, wildfires are a serious thing and all that. Yeah. A lot of places you can't even have a fire. So especially if you can't have a fire, well then you for sure need a plan on how you're going to do things. Yeah. Um, Not that we burn a lot of stuff, but like Mike was saying, you know, you'll dump out the excess water into the fire pit and then burn it off. Well, if you can't have a fire, that's not an option. So you're right. going to have to figure out you just, what you're going to do with just, it at that point. Well, at that point, you just zip it back into the little Ziploc baggie that it came in. and Yeah, but I mean, think ahead as far as, you know, I'm not going to trust that single Ziploc zip. No, no. To contain that water. So I'm going to, I'm going to think, okay, well, it. then I'm going to need a, I'm going to need a gallon size Ziploc type bag mm-hmm. in addition to that. And then, you know, so just. Think about what you're going to do with your stuff yeah. before you go out so you can plan to have all these things that you need to take care of it yeah. while and you're out there. I don't know if, about you, but I use the um, what are they, oh, the freezer uh, the freezer bags that are thicker and yeah. have the better seal on them. Yeah, so. like the double zip. Yeah. yeah. So that's, Same here. That's yep. what I use yep. just as that extra precaution. Yep. You know, I hate, I hate, I hate using the, the plastic and, and all that, but you can't get rid, away from it a hundred percent. So I'm just trying to reuse it or reduce my plastic use and right. use more right. reusable plastics. But right. that, that's a whole one, other one battle at a time. Or, that's, yeah, that's <laughs> we, one yeah. battle at a time. Apparently we're, we're trying not to solving, trying to get political and all that again. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, but yeah, so Figure out what you are willing to, like, even before you go, what are you willing to carry out with you based on the regulations of your area? And 
what are you not? And if something that you're not willing to carry out with you, like toilet paper, but it is a requirement, then don't go hiking in that area. So do your, do your best to to just keep things uh, going for the rest of us. Don't be the one that ruins it for everybody and a park gets closed down or a bear goes crazy because it got broken glass in its jaw again and started attacking people. So do your part, play nice for everybody else. So that's all I got. Yeah, that's all I got too. Um, I guess if anybody else has something they'd like to contribute or if they don't like something we said or they do like something we said or you have questions, uh, feel free to reach out to us at our email, which is seanmikehike at gmail.com or we're on all the major socials at seanmikehike. I guess that's pretty much all I got to say, Mike. Yeah, go take a hike. Yeah, go take a hike, eh? Yep. We'll see you in a couple weeks. See you in a couple weeks. I've always got some of the cheese goop left. <laughs>